Welcome to Media and Monuments Podcast, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Media and Monuments is conversations featuring industry pros speaking on a wide range of topics of interest to media makers. WIF is the premier women's media organization in the Mid-Atlantic region. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Media and Monuments podcast. My name is Tara Jabari and I am your host for this episode. We will be hearing from the WIF DC president, Sarah Barger, to discuss our events of 2021, her history with the organization, and programs we are offering in 2022. We also hear from the WIF DC Film Club, another opportunity to build connections with fellow members of the film community. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, I'm Sarah Barger, and I'm the current president of Women in Film and Video in DC. Thanks, Sarah, for coming on the first Media and Monuments podcast episode. How did you learn about WIF DC and your journey with becoming president? Yeah, so I've actually been a WIF member on and off over the years since I graduated from American University's film program in 2005, which is dating me. And I believe I had a professor who kept encouraging everyone to join WIF. And I didn't realize how great of a resource it was. Um, And I'm sure you guys encounter this as well, where you're always telling people, join WIF, join WIF. But it's really hard to explain just how great of an organization it is just from the name. But then I joined and I probably got my first dozen jobs from the WIF listserv directly. Just anytime I saw a PA job, I was just applying for those. Since then, I've gone on to have a great career in DC and was asked to join the board a few years ago and quickly became vice president. And now this year I'm president. What are some of the things that WIF DC and just these kinds of memberships offer? To me, our most valuable resource is our listserv. It goes out to over 900 individuals and really just in addition to jobs, just a wealth of resources. I used it when I was in an edit session and couldn't figure out how to get something in After Effects to work. And honestly, I pinged the listserv and had seven people responding with the right answer within a couple minutes. So the community that WIF has, to me, has always been the most important part. In addition to all of our programs, the pandemic has been pretty great as far as moving all of our programs online, because they're so much more accessible to all of our members, in addition to presenters and speakers. So now we can have people from all over the world sharing their wealth of information with our members, and they don't have to fly to DC to host a workshop for WIF. We've had panel discussions. Last year, we had the directors from the movie Jingle Jangle come and talk to us about the making of that film and how it came to be. In February, we're doing a four-part series on directing with Joan Darling. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she was the first woman ever nominated for an Emmy for television directing. She got her start in the 70s and is still very active in the field. She's doing a four-part series for us Tuesdays from 6 to 8 throughout February. And this is February 2022? Yeah. Yeah, we've had people from all over the world come and do programs for us. I think we have someone in Taiwan or Japan. So we just scheduled it so that they were waking up (laughs) and it was like the end of the day for us. But, and then our members really, I mean, so many people have 
left DC or moved out of the city during this pandemic, it's been really great that we can now provide networking events and programming for our members who are all over the country and really the world. I mean, Tara, you've been coming to events and you're able to do this podcast and you've been in Greece and everywhere else this year. Yes, that was something I think it was towards the end of 2020 with DC hosts Script DC, which is usually a weekend in October in DC, but we had to change it when the pandemic hit and we continued it where it was mostly virtual in 2020 and 2021. And I was able to moderate some of the panels. One was like film festivals. When film festivals became all virtual, the filmmakers said we were able to discuss our films with these tiny little rural areas around the country and sometimes around the world that wasn't possible before. Like we're not going to, it's a lot of costs. It's a lot of energy to fly to a place in rural Pennsylvania to show your film in a small theater. But if it's from the comfort of your own home or wherever you are, you can still connect with audiences. And that was really special here. And they're like, at the same time, you know, you don't get the same energy as if you were in person, but you take the good with the bad. I wasn't really located in DC anymore. I was a hopeful traveler and then the pandemic hit. So I was sedentary for a little while. But now with vaccines out and just better protocols, I've been traveling more and I'm still able to call in and be a part of Media and Monuments podcast to speak with you and many others. And it's opened the doors while it's closed others. Yeah, I will say I do miss those in-person film festivals. Zoom networking isn't the same. So while we've been doing um, some Zoom coffees and some happy hours, once a month, we've been trying to bring back in-person networking events. Sadly, our annual holiday party, which normally happens in January, we ended up postponing this year. We've done a couple of virtual open houses, which have been fantastic, but there's just nothing like getting in the same room with everyone. So we're waiting until March when hopefully the weather is a little bit warmer. Things might be a little bit safer to gather together. So we're really looking forward to getting more in-person events. We're going to keep some things online for the foreseeable future just because they have been so accessible. But at the end of the day, this is a social industry. You don't make movies in silos or any sort of media in a silo. So it is really important getting people out and networking. We were fortunate enough this past year to throw um, a small student film festival at the Wharf this fall. And that was a really great event. We had students from every university in DC, as well as one high school student, were able to screen their short film. We had a packed house outside at DC's Wharf Pier with a big screen projector on it. So that was a really great event. We had another in-person event in DuPont at the Admiral with the Harvard Club and Tiva and the Actors Center. So hopefully we're going to do some more of those events once it warms back up again. We have a couple things I'm excited for coming up. We have our first queer meetups, LGBTQIA, and I would love to get some yoga on the calendar uh, just so we can have some events like that can be virtual until again, it warms up when we can be outside, but just events that don't necessarily have to revolve around drinking or coffee <laughs> might be nice. And this time of year, I think we all need to be a little, take a little bit more time for ourselves. And then we have this amazing new fellowship program coming up that is at least three years in the making. That's the narrative script development fellowship. 
And that will be a nine month program that will help four to six fellows, which you must be a WIF member to be a fellow, take their feature length scripts from page to production. So if anyone's familiar with the Docs in Progress Fellowship Program, it'll be very similar to that. But instead of for documentaries, this will be for narrative films and it'll be for feature films as well. So we're really excited about that program. In addition, we are in our second, heading into our second year for our mentorship program. So if anyone's interested in being a mentor or getting, being a mentee, please apply. I've been doing that program for a year and my mentee is amazing. I'm meeting with them this evening, in fact to go over getting their resume ramped up and networking. And this year was kind of a little bit more laissez-faire, so to speak. And next year, we're going to have a lot more structured programming to really guide the program and take it to the next level. So those are two things that we have coming up this spring that I'm super excited about. How can listeners find out more about everything that you were talking about, the mentorship, the fellowship? Yeah, everything's on the WIF website. So that's just WIFV.org. I really like using the calendar. So if you do whiff.org backslash calendar, you can find our calendar of events, but we can also probably post links for the show, right, Tara? We will have it in our little description. So listeners, you can just look through the description and we'll have them all linked up. Thank you so much. There's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. Next up, we have a conversation with members of the WIF Film Club, Connie St. John, Erica Boston, and Kathy Sade. The Film Club is a monthly movie-watching club that meets online to discuss a different film each month. Hi, Kathy and Erica. This is Connie, and we're the co-hosts of the WIF Film Club. This has been so much fun. I've loved being part of the film club. I've gotten to, to watch movies that either I've never seen before or I haven't seen in a while. We've been watching some great movies and having really engaging discussions. It's been great to hear from such a variety of opinions on the films. It's fun to talk about movies, but especially from filmmakers getting perspectives on structure and cinematography and themes. It adds a different element to the discussions. I keep thinking about it like... You know, when you look at a work of art, right, and you see something and then the person standing next to you is like, but look at the flower, look at the bird, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. It's just been so interesting as we all watch the same movie just to see what stands out to different people and, and realize I just saw the same movie and I didn't even notice that or I noticed it, but I had a completely different reaction to it. So it's been fun just seeing the different perspectives that everyone brings to the same film. What's been really fun for me is when I watch movies with my family or friends, they're always so mad because I'm examining that dialogue wasn't right. Or did you see what happened in the background? But like you're saying, Kathy, when we're talking to other filmmakers, they're noticing things that as filmmakers, it's important. And so it's a it's like a peer conversation and a fan conversation, which is different. Yeah, definitely. What's been your favorite so far? Of, of the six movies we've seen, which one has been your favorite so far? I will say the one we just watched, The China Syndrome. The more I watch film and, and appreciate film, the more it comes down to story. You can have a high production value and great costuming and great soundtrack and whatever. If the story is not there, 
And that story was just so tight from the first beat. You just were on the edge of your seat and everything else, you know, the acting and locations, everything else was spot on as well. But I I just love the China syndrome and I wouldn't have watched it, but for the film club, it was like on my list of films to watch. And one day I was going to watch it and I finally got around to it because I had to be accountable to my fellow film club members. (laughs) Erica, I don't have a favorite. I like different things for different reasons. And as we've kind of talked about, some of the films we've watched aren't things that I had necessarily seen. Maybe it was something that was on my list for a little while and just hadn't gotten around to it or something I hadn't seen in a a long time. And so revisiting it gave me a new appreciation. But honestly, I don't have a favorite. And I I know that that seems like a, a cop out. I will say that I'm looking forward to some of the things on our list that are upcoming. We've got some really great things in store for 2022. One of the ones I selected was Enchanted April, and it's so wistful. And I I love Enchanted April. It takes me away. If I had a favorite, it would probably be Enchanted April. But it leads me to another question. We've collectively put the movies on the list. And we just throw on either what we're interested in seeing or what we're interested in having someone else see so we can hear their opinion. But how many of the films that you're selecting are films that you've never watched yourself? I have watched everything that I put on the list. For about seven or eight years, I've been keeping a list of movies, like a a movie diary. Sometimes I'll nominate a film based on something I've seen recently, or, you know, I might kind of dig back through the list, but I don't nominate it unless I have some kind of opinion on it already. So, you know, The the Game, starring uh, Michael Douglas, directed by David Fincher, when I nominated that, I remembered that I had enjoyed it, hadn't seen it in a while, and so I decided to put that one on the list. I will follow. That was one I had put on the list and then Kathy nominated it or uh, for her selection. And so, you know, that that was kind of cool having someone else uh, pick something that I had suggested. But yeah, it, it's always something that I have seen. I think for me, it's more um, I use the film club to be my accountability partner, like a movie I know I should have seen, like, for example, The China Syndrome. I hadn't seen it. I knew it was a great movie putting it on the list, getting it up there was going to force me to finally see it. Roma was another, I had seen Roma and I hated it the first time. I I knew everyone thought it was the greatest film and it was, you know, such a darling the year it came out. And I said, I must be missing something. So I put that film on the list so that I could watch it again and hear what other people had to say. And I loved it the second time. Like my eyes I don't know, my eyes were opened or if something clicked in my brain, but I recognized it for the amazing film that it was on the second viewing. What I really like about Film Club, it's I'm being exposed to more than I would if I turned on the TV and saw what was streaming that month. It just forces you to go outside of your your familiar territory. As we've experienced with uh, some of the other movies, we can get some very lively discussions from that. I definitely think the film club has made me a better, I mean, like we can all just sit down and watch a movie and be entertained, right? Through film club, I've learned to appreciate things that I just didn't think about before. Just some of the comments people have made makes me appreciate the art that film is 
more than just, you know, the piece of entertainment, which is obviously still very important. I really have learned to be a bit more educated as I watch my films. That's funny that you share that. It's been a long time since I've been able to just watch a film like a film goer. And so for me, I'm trying to select films that I was just in it and just present. And not until afterwards did I think through, oh, wow, that was really good for these you know reasons, because it's so hard for me to look at a film just for entertainment purposes. Maybe that's a, a reflection that you've been in the industry for longer, and I'm relatively new to the, the entertainment world. And we have such a great group of people that have been joining us, people who have done all sorts of things in the entertainment world, some people who are just coming to the film club, more consumers rather than people who've been involved in the production side. So it's nice getting that diversity of perspective. That's true. Erica, what, from your perspective, are you able to look at films from um, a consumer standpoint, or are you looking at it as a filmmaker standpoint most of the time? I've always find myself, at least for the first act, watching it as a filmmaker. I, and this is not just film club movies, this is in general. I'm making mental notes about characters' broad strokes and, you know, what the inciting event is and turning points and, you know, what I think the theme could be and all kinds of things. And so it takes a little while to turn that off. Maybe once I feel like I have a solid direction about what the filmmaker's intent is, maybe that's when my my brain stops trying to put together the puzzle pieces and can focus on the story a little bit more. But you know, I, I really think it depends. As we've talked about in our film club discussions, there are so many things that can impact your viewing of the movie. Even just to what you had going on that day can impact um, how you receive it compared to watching it a second time. You'll you might have a completely different feeling about it. The discussions are the absolute best. We have some folks who have been with us every single film, and then there are those that are starting to tune in now because they're starting to enjoy it or they like the selection or whatever it might be. With Film Club is a, a great way to get involved and connect around our shared love of films. I would say for anybody listening don't feel like you have to prepare. Just watch the movie and then come. If you're someone who likes to talk, there's opportunity. If you're someone who likes to do more listening, there's so many interesting perspectives shared. And uh, I always come away from the film club meetings having learned something, having learned about other films I want to go watch. Um, I'm always so impressed when people say, oh, it's like director so-and-so's film. I'm like, oh, who's that director so-and-so? It's an easy way to learn a lot about the film craft and the film world. And everyone with Film Club is free. Just coming in and being part of the conversation is free. And like you said, Erica, it's a really great way for people to learn more, not only about the films, but also about women in film and video DC, which is really great. So I love being one of the co-hosts. I actually adore both of you and I love the films that you've been selecting. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, it has been awesome hosting with you, Connie, and with Kathy. And it's Bring Your Own Popcorn. With Film Club is the third Monday of every month. It's at 7.30 p.m. for one hour. And to sign up, all you do is go to thewif.org, W-I-F. 
at this in Frank the is in victor.org website and click on the calendar look for the third Monday of the month and see what the film is going to be it gives a little description it's got a link to sign up it's free to sign up and watch the film in advance and then join us on the third Monday at 7:30 join us for the next episode of media and monuments podcast where we will review our events of 2021. Thank you for listening to Media and Monuments, a service of Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Please remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at wif as in Frank, v as in victor.org.